Welcome to Wild Minute with Troy. It's game day, game six. Wild dropped the puck just after 8.30 at XL Energy Center tonight against the Dallas Stars. The wild-looking elimination square in the eyes. This is a must-win. The proverbial backs against the wall. Fill in every cliche you can. It's do or die for the wild. Or they go home and they spend the next six weeks scattered across the globe golfing and preparing for next season. West 7th is going to be buzzing again today. Just don't forget what happened a week ago tonight. We were on the Eva game three. It was a late start. I think it was an 8.50, much like tonight. Fans packed, packed West 7th. It was a festive Friday. Burger Moles, Tommy Reed's, Eagle River, the Truck Park, Cassettas, McGovern's. Up and down West 7th were 97 jerseys and Kevin Fiala jerseys and Felino jerseys and Flower jerseys and the Gus Bus. Just wild jerseys running all over West 7th for several hours leading up to that game. They packed into the X and it was electric. Everson said it was the loudest crowd he had heard in his three years here. The Wild need that again tonight. While that won't carry the Wild to victory, it certainly will help. And with the Wild being the more desperate team throughout this series, except for Tuesday night, the most desperate team has won. And the Wild, if they are going to win, the crowd will play certainly a role in motivating the team. Another reason the Wild could win tonight, folks, is finally, it took too long, but it looks like Everson is going to mix up some lines. Now, we don't know which because both uh, Hartman Hartman took the day off uh, yesterday, so it was unclear what the lines were going to be for the game tonight. But he Dean did say earlier in the week the lines have been put in a blender. They might not change. They might change. Obviously, he's not going to tip his hand, but the, at least the fact he's talking about it pretty much makes it a guarantee that there will be some some moving around of those lines. Now, how much? We don't know. We've uh, discussed, I won't say ad nauseum, because you've come here to the Wild Minute with Troy. You want to hear the Wild Breakdown, so we won't say ad nauseum, but we've talked a lot about what we think should happen. Zuccarello, who's had one good game in about his last 20 uh, should go down at least to the second line, maybe maybe even the third line. But as I've said before, this is much more about elevating someone than it is about demoting someone. I think Gus Nyquist is a top six forward. He came as advertised. The Wild traded for him. They knew they wouldn't get him toward the till the end of the season or the playoffs. Here we are. Gus, with the exception of maybe one playoff game, has been one of the top skaters for the Wild every game. Let's free him a little bit. Let's put the top six forward on a top six line rather than anchoring down with Felino. We'd move Gus Nyquist to the top line. We'd put him with uh, Hartman and uh, Zuccarello. Or we'd move Boldy to the top line. Have Boldy be the center. Move Hartman down. Hartman's on one leg. I'd move him down a little bit or Zuccarello down a bit. Move Gus Nyquist up there. If you keep Boldy on the second line, Johansson could move up or he could stay on the second line with Boldy. Maybe you move Nyquist up to the second line, have Boldy center. 
Felino should stay on that third line. Goudreau probably should stay on that third line. And then I draw Oscar Knight, Oscar Sundquist in. I get my uh, Swedish quists mixed up, so forgive me there. But Oscar, Oscar Sundquist has played one game for the Wild. He scored that goal uh, early in game, I want to say game um, two, I believe, off his thigh before they went on to lose. But they need a net front presence. They just quite simply have not had with Jules Eriksenek out. And Sunquist is a big guy. He can stand in front of the net, do the dirty work, get the sandpaper out, do the grit first stuff that right now a lot of players aren't doing. And he can be a difference maker. Not only on that third line, he could also be on the power play. He should be on the power play. He doesn't have the skill of some of the other top scorers on the team. But again, net front presence, there's not a lot of wild players right now getting in line to do that because they're not skilled that way. And he's, and and Oscar is one that could do that. So it'll be interesting to see how the lines move around tonight. Keep your eye on pregame. Bally Sports North for, for your local coverage. They're desperate. they got to do something. And I think the fact that Coach Evison said they're going to put the lines in a blender, said that earlier in the week, leads me to believe that we're going to see some of the things we just talked about. Another thing the Wild absolutely have to do. I, look, I'm a fan of the Gus bus. I think he's a better goalie than the flower. I think uh, Philip Gustafson had a better season than Mark Andre Fleury, and and I know I'm not I'm not uh, moving ground here. I think most everyone agrees with me. The statistics don't lie either. But it feels stale back there. Gus has lost two straight, and it just feels like more of the same. And this is the psychological part of hockey that some teams play and some teams don't. St. Louis played it last year, and it turned the series around when they switched goaltenders. I'd put Flower in tonight. Flower rarely has a bad game when he had a bad game the previous game. He usually answers a bad game with a great game. And then throw in the the thing that we've talked about a lot over the year and a half that, that Flower's been with the Wild. He has the Stanley Cup pedigree. Nothing's going to get to him tonight in game six. And I just think it, it gives the team an extra jolt. Is it a desperate move? 100%. Is Gus the better goalie? Generally, 100%. But I start the flower tonight. I try to change things up, give the team a little spark, and see where that takes you. Another thing for the Wild to win? Discipline. We preach this. We preach this before game five, and we saw quickly how run into the box uh, suits this team. The Wild have a penalty kill in this playoffs that's at fifty nine percent. It's unbelievable. It's 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 worse than last year's penalty kill in the playoffs. So if you can't fix the penalty kill, which I know they're trying to do, but if you can't fix the penalty kill, stay out of the box. And I think we're going to see a different Marcus Foligno tonight. Unfortunately, it might be too late. I don't think so. But Foligno needs to be smarter. He said he will be. But the team needs to stay out of the box. The penalty kill just needs to survive. And hopefully it's one or two tonight, not six or seven uh, penalty kills. Finally, and I think this is happening tonight, the big dogs got to eat. You got to feed the big dogs. If you have big dogs, you got to feed them. And they're hungry. We'll start with Kirill Kaprizov. One goal in the series, early in game one. 
He's gone a long time without putting the puck in the back of the net. Same with Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy's gone the entire series without putting the puck in the back of the net. Memo to Matt Boldy. It's not February. It's not February when he didn't score a goal. Let's put our March hat on, even though it's April. But let's put our March hat on when we scored 13 goals and two power plays. You're a $7 million player, $49 million contract. The big dogs got to eat, and they eat during the playoffs. And I think Kaprizov or Boldy is going to start eating tonight. The Wild win this game tonight. The Wild go to St. Go to St. Louis. The Wild go to Dallas for a Sunday game seven where anything goes. But one by one, let's take tonight. Let's stay disciplined. Let's start flower. Let's mix up the lines a bit. Let's get that crowd rocking. If you're going to the game, get to one of those establishments early. It's a late game. Let's get lubed up. Let's get to that game. Let's make XL Energy Center noisier than it was a week ago. And let's give the Wild that extra man on the ice that they so dearly need. And then finally, the big dogs are going to eat tonight. The big dogs are out. They've heard for three days that they haven't scored. The mixed lines will spark things. You add up all the things we just reviewed, and the Wild can win game six and force a game seven where anything goes, tilt the ice back your way, put the pressure on Dallas, and hop on a plane tomorrow on a 48-hour business trip where hopefully the Wild can end their string of first-round exits. Follow me on Instagram. We'll have content today. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Wild Minute Troy, Twitter, at Farmington Troy. If you have a question, you know where to Gmail me. WildMinuteTroy at gmail.com. We'll answer it on a future pod. We won't go away when the season ends. We won't go away when the season ends. Plenty of content, to talk, plenty of things to talk about in the offseason. Billy G has lots of moves. But here's the deal, folks. That's for a later day. Next time we talk on this podcast, we fully expect to be talking about Game 7. We'll talk to you.